Blog Talk Radio. And I am joined by Legend Award winning, superheroing, wrestling's tireless vigilante, Larry oh, Goodman. How you doing, Larry? Fine. It seems like a, uh, it's been a while and a, and a lot has transpired since we oh, last yes. had this show. Never boring. Uh, no. <laughs> no. No. Martha. Hey. Why'd you say that name? Martha. It's um it's it's great to do this with you again. Um I know we have Donnie Janella confirmed. Um what's the status with Mr. Owen Knight? He has a schedule conflict. It is going to be touch and go as to whether we're gonna have him or not. Okay. No problem, Bob. We will make the best of it. Um and of course Larry, I mean I'm just gonna hand it over to you here. What are we gonna talk about first? There's so much to cover. Um, and then, um, of course, Donnie Janella will be on at 7.15, and we're going to ask about his seminar, what's going on at New South, the controversies that have popped up, and we're going to definitely let Donnie speak his piece. But uh, what yeah. can we talk about here? Mm-hmm. Well, I was curious about, well, several things. Of course, I know you <laughs> thoroughly covered the Victory Championship Wrestling thing. You know, you you can't make up stuff like this. Dude. Running a, res- a wrestling camp for kids 8 to 15 when a person involved is facing sexual abuse charges. Or a, a, a person allegedly involved. Allegedly involved, right? I mean... Yes. He's... Yes, we're going we're so, to, you know, we're just we're doing a blanket. We're covering ourselves here. But, you know, for all intents and purposes, like obviously Johnny Slaughter being involved in any way, shape, or form. They've never openly declared that he is no longer has anything to do with Victory Championship Wrestling, even pending the charges. So it's a bad look for them. I thought Simon Sermon's piece, did you see that, what Simon Sermon I've wrote? Not. No, I've um, not. He said he wanted it posted on a Georgia Wrestling History, um, but what he posted was something along the lines of, I'm not saying he's guilty. I would never say a guy is guilty until, like, he has his day in court, et cetera, et cetera. He goes, but it is such a bad look. So Simon Sermon, who's, you know, generally very conservative and cautious when it comes to legal matters, as I think that's a really good balance to say someone like me, who's ready to get on my horse with my uh, with my stick shooter. Um, but Simon, you know, just goes like, Dude, it is just because of the bad look of it alone and how it makes wrestling look, I'm calling for them to stop and cancel this camp and, you know, all the rest of it. I know a number of groups have organized themselves saying, you know, anybody who works for Victory Championship Wrestling will not be booked at this sort of collection of promotions. Um, but if you want bookings, that they'll work with you to get you booked elsewhere. But if anybody works with Victory Championship Wrestling after this date, basically that they'll be, they'll find it much harder to get bookings, I guess is a safe way to say it. So. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I have some information that the, uh, well, I, I do know definitely the Alabama Athletic Commission is aware of the situation. Um, that I can confirm. Um, I can't confirm what exact actions they may or may not take, 
but I do know that they are aware of it. So and, we and that awareness. Yeah. yeah, I mean, nothing's nothing. Like I said, like what good can come of doing that camp at this stage of the game? Like it appears that there's a number of entities that are sort of mobilizing uh, to protest and all the rest of it. It just seems like an incredibly bad idea at this point to try to go forward. But people can be very stubborn, right? I, and, I would. I'd say a bad idea, Johnny Slaughter or no Johnny Slaughter. I just don't like the idea of a wrestling camp for kids 8 to 15 myself. It seems a little young for pro wrestling camp, particularly an evening pro wrestling camp. I don't know. It just doesn't sit right with me in any case. Um, but I agree. nevertheless, let's, let's move on to more positive things. You know, you had mentioned to me that there's going to be a, a No Peace show coming up in Florida that you plan on attending. Could you fill us in? This one sounds a little bit unique. Well, they're all unique, but this one. No, <laughs> yes. It's, so we're in we're on like a typical no peace show in the sense that it is at the sound bar in Atlanta, which is a bar and not a particularly big one. Um, they, it is a no ring show, meaning there is no wrestling ring. There is a concrete floor. There is a stage, um, and then there is crowds pressed up against the action against the rails like a schoolyard fight. That's the feel. Doors, light tubes. Death matches, and this one is entitled, and it's run by. It's called Effie's Gray or Effie's Gay Agenda. So most of the wrestlers, if not all of the wrestlers, are LGBTQ in some way, shape, or form, including No Peace Underground favorites like Paro, um, Ashton Starr is going to be on the card. Effie's on the card. Um, Kevin Blackwood, who's one of my favorites in the Florida area, is on the card. Just a bunch of people. I think AC Max on it as well. Like. It's just going to be chaos. And my friend who's here from out of town, I'm bringing him to this thing. I mean, talk about, you know, he hasn't seen pro wrestling live since we were kids watching, you know, Nikolai <laughs> Volkov against George like the Animal this. Steel. No. <laughs> right. No. I mean, he hasn't seen pro wrestling live since, again, we were in high school. And his, he's going to get thrown into, I don't even know if you can call this the deep end of the pool. It's like getting thrown into a pool of lava. So I, <laughs> I can't wait. Um, it's going to be fun. I'm going to be live tweeting and doing what I usually do to kind of help the No Peace Underground guys out. Um, and I am looking forward to this thing very, very much. It's a now, very different you, crowd, very different show. Mm-hmm. You, I think you misspoke. You said Atlanta. You meant Orlando, right? Where this? Where I'm this sorry, Orlando. Yes, yes. Hope, we can only hope they come to Atlanta, but uh, this this will be in Orlando. Yes, it'll be in Orlando, I, yes, at the sound bar. Mm-hmm. I, I was surprised to hear of Ashton Starr being involved in, in, a, in a, 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 a death match type thing. Um, Larry, we should be proud because between Jeff Bailey, myself, and Georgia Wrestling History, when people – and people did give us flack for writing about Deathmatch and making these predictions that Deathmatch Deathmatch Couture was going to spread throughout wrestling. That it wasn't wrestling that was going to stamp out Deathmatch. Deathmatch would change wrestling. It's happening. I mean, when, mm-hmm. I'm ta- when I'm chatting with Ashton Starr and he's going, how can I make sure that I live up to the aesthetic of Deathmatch wrestling? He didn't want to let down that crowd. When you when you've got John Moxley, I mean, barbed wire, right? Exploding yeah. ring stuff. Even even you know the elements of Deathmatch in that inner circle match with um, the Pinnacle. They're doing staple gun spots, Larry. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of staple guns, now you've you've seen yeah. a lot more of this than I have. Have you seen a? A firecracker spot like they did out there at uh, Southern Violence Saturday, where the guy's got oh, live firecrackers going off on his back. That's that's some Japanese kind of stuff. I have not okay. seen that stuff since like FMW. So you're looking at what what is that? It's at least 15 years ago, mm-hmm. if not longer, before I seen that particular kind of stuff. Now I think guys like Dan and Jeff could really speak on does that kind of stuff take place at like the Carnage Cup and things like that. I am not sure. But no, I mean and that's happening at a Georgia promotion, right? Yeah. So, so what did they yeah. do? They attached the firecrackers to his back and lit the string? Yeah, they stapled them. They stapled them to, to uh <laughs> Jamie Holmes 
shirt, and then um, Murdoch lit him up and backed off, and boom, 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 boom. You know, they were small ones, but still, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> and see, the fact that, Larry, your description of it is that was pretty cool. I mean, again, we're some hip old dudes, man, and I mean, I don't think there's any doubt that um, you know, it's it's. I forgot the name of the theory. When you put in an outside entity like a germ or something else into a, a larger system, that everybody thinks what happens is that thing gets expelled, right? White blood cells or whatever expel that thing. But the thing is. If you don't expel it right away, what happens is that small entity begins to take over the system. And I think that's what we're beginning to see with the deathmatch aesthetic. And I would say it's because we're dealing with a jaded audience. And, and it does make you undeniable. I mean, when you're looking at it, maybe the Southern Violence Show did not have the best wrestling on it. I think we can agree on that. I think even they would agree with that. But they would. That yeah, you would never you're you're never going to forget the firecracker spot, right? No, and and, and and that that crowd was having fun all night long. Now you know, as I said in the report, there's a lot of beer being consumed out there. That's that doesn't hurt anything as far as people right. having a good time. But pe- but people were were really enjoying the hell out of it. But then you see a, you know a Southern Honor in not that they had deathmatch, but incorporating deathmatch elements. Into the into um, their show. Uh, one, they did have they did do a death match last show, right? I mean, light tubes and all the rest of that. And yeah. then on this show, the spot in question, I was, I mean, a barbed wire baseball bat lit on fire and Logan Creed struck in the head. I, what is that? Like, I mean, they didn't do that in a bunkhouse brawl, right? <laughs> like that's definitely. And what are they doing it for? To get heat, right? the most wrestling reason of all uh, to generate heat, to generate emotional connection. And it absolutely worked. And it was a completely successful show. Not saying it wasn't. I'm just saying at the end of the day, what are people going to remember? The death match spot. Right. <laughs> so right. fascinating. Fascinating. What a time. And, and I mean, these crowds, that's a story too, right, Larry? I mean, 290 at Southern violence, 440 at, you know, Southern honor to the point where they're getting Gary Lamb. Now Gary Lamb has found his spine again and is now declaring you're going to get a thousand in October. And he right. previously said, and without name talent. So I challenged him, but let's say have a bet. <laughs> yeah. I've heard the work out terms of a bet. Yeah. You have, so the terms have not been decided yet. Well, for this bet. No, 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 but, but they will be, or else Gary will just, wuss out of bet but i have a feeling gary lamb is not the kind of guy to wuss out of a bet no so um i can't wait and i mean because you know it's two guys who talk a lot of smack and so let's put our money where our mouth is or whatever we decide to bet should be a lot of fun i'm just i'm having a ball i think it's coming across and that's why stuff like the johnny slaughter thing I go very harsh on because right now, overall, I think there's such a good vibe that we just can't afford one group to sort of take down the reputation for everybody else when it's going so well. Agreed. That video review you did of uh, Bryce Cannon and Matt Odom at Coastal, you know, when, when, I, was, I, when I was watching it, I was thinking, well, the, the vibe was similar to the vibe at Southern Violence in terms of the crowd being really into the good stuff that was on the show it was really it was fun and you could you could feel the people were having fun at that coastal empire show absolutely yeah. so um yeah i think it's a really a really good time and what what did rob rod say 13 shows this weekend he's found 13 yeah. shows six of them on friday larry which means there is room and there's room for everybody which is like which is again that's why we just don't need to like you don't need more shows. Like, in fact, those shows would probably argue that they need more talent. So it's like mm-hmm. there's no need to do a show of questionable integrity or anything that could be considered problematic because there's always another show. And it's, it's never been more obvious than right now. Yeah. Hey, uh, our guest is very prompt. I see he's in the green room ready to go. Love that. Shall we, sure. shall we bring him on? Yes, please. 
All right. We're very pleased to have uh, with us tonight from New South Wrestling and other places. I don't know if he's still going by Kung Fu, but he's definitely going by Donnie Janela. Let's see if we got him here. Welcome to the show, Donnie. <laughs> Hello, guys. Hey, how you doing, Donnie? I'm doing fantastic, man. Everything's good over here. What about you guys? We're doing great. Something Larry told me right before we went on was he just realized that you're Donnie Primetime as well, (laughs) which I thought was hysterical because Larry's up on his P's and Q's. Um, I'll I'll just throw you this question just to get us started. So why the transition from Donnie Primetime to what you're doing now? Um, some wild stuff occurred. I realized I was related to Joey, Joey Janela. It's a long, long story, but I got in touch with Joey, showed him all the stuff. and was like, Hey man, uh, uh, this is, you know, this is cool. And he was like, yeah, bro, why don't you change your last name? I was like, are you serious? Would you be cool with that? You know, cause I don't know if anyone knows my, my real last name isn't prime time. So <laughs> it was, uh, <laughs> I kind of figured, <laughs> <laughs> I had so I was like, all right, man, cool, we'll do it. So I just I'm more public about my relationship with my cousin now, but I think it's pretty cool. Right on. So that is that is legitimate. You guys are cousins. As wild as it seems, but yes, sir. Fantastic. So Fantastic. I, I'm glad we got that out there right now because one of the allegations made in somebody's post online was that you stole the gimmick or you didn't really have rights to use the gimmick or so, something along those lines. And that's just – that's not the case. No, not even close. What he said, I had to rip off another backyarder. Unfortunately for for him, that backyarder is on national television and is one of the leading stars. Every time he comes back to the independents, Joey does crazy numbers, man. Like, I didn't have right. to – and he, not to mention, I, I don't think Joey knows Kung Fu, so we'll just go with that one, too. I don't think I ripped <laughs> anybody off. Uh, well, I got I got to say it's a credit to you that because of the change your the change in your look and your gimmick, I like as Steve said I didn't realize you were Donnie Primetime. Of course, I know you from Donnie Primetime back in your early days out at Peach State when you came in. Yes, you come in yes, with Britt Jackson for some of those shows. Yes, sir. Those were the days, boys. Cheetah print. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Donnie, I'm just gonna like lay out like the crux of Huck's argument and Larry, if you want to correct me or Donnie, if I'm, if I'm missing something or something that you think is like, no, I don't think Huck's took like that. So Huck's contention was basically you shouldn't run a seminar because I, you, you know, we, we can talk about the general analysis of Huck's argument. I think that's one thing. And it is when he got into specifics, I think it always, it comes, it, you have to have 15 years in the business. I think that was one of the things. The other one was you had to have worked for a major promotion, which I also thought was kind of meh. But what's what's your contention as far as what's do you, obviously you think you doing running a seminar is a good idea? Do you do you understand the argument that people are trying to make that it's not okay, or do you just think that that's just like a product of old school thinking or, or people hating, et cetera, et cetera? And then I'm, I just want you to speak without interruption. All right, we'll do. Uh, I think the idea of anyone having to have been on major a major promotion or 15 years in the, in the industry is just is a ridiculous concept, especially for a $20 seminar. Now, I think if I'm asking for $400 for a, a seminar for me, I mean, which I think would be ridiculous, but, like, of course, if I was on national TV, maybe in it for 15 years, I'd be able to charge that kind of price tag. Um, but, like, it's, you know – there's like all levels of seminars, but then again, like you never know who you can learn from. Also, I've been wrestling for like eight years. Like I don't think like if you go to any any other job and and they're like, hey, this is our forklift driver Gary. You know, he's been doing this for eight years, but we're not gonna let him teach you because he doesn't have enough experience. It's like, are you kidding me, man? Like I don't know what kind of eight year in <laughs> people that will knows, but I I find myself there's people who make money there's people on television right now and they've told me I'm good at wrestling, so the fact that I get he's, he's he's saying this from a place of of general concern and I appreciate that maybe because we've had discussions about because I also not only do a seminar I also train some wrestlers at New South Academy with me and Cabana Man Dan, um, 
so he, he got – we had a conversation previously about that, and I told him, I was like, look, you can come sit in the class, whatever you want, but I don't know how many years you expect me to have to go through before I could teach someone to apply a top riff lock. You know, I get the, the ins and outs of this business because I've been in it, and I'm not one of the guys who wrestles one time a month and stays in my hometown. Like, I've been in over 20 states. I've wrestled for over 50 promotions. Dude, like, I've spent more time at rest stops than most of these dudes have in rings. So – it's like I'm not gonna like sit here and devalue mm. myself and say mm. that, like I don't know what I'm talking about. And if you want to look at it, it's a, it's it's just it's just silly. It's a silly argument to have. But and it's also this. It's like if if this seminar, if me giving a seminar offends you or you think it's stupid, just don't come. It's not like no one's putting a gun to your head saying if you don't come to this seminar, you're never getting booked at wrestling. But it's also a tryout. And at New South. We're we're pretty popular down here. We draw really crazy crowds. We travel. We've hit like seven or eight um, seven or eight cities, three states. We're one of the top performers on IWTV with with a substantial amount of hours viewed every every month. And we're giving like we get hit up all the time by people. Hey man, hey man, what can I do? Can I come in? Can I come in? And it's like man, look, I don't want to tell these guys to drive down here for nothing, you know? Because like one. You drive down, help set up the ring. If we just can't do anything for you, it's cool to meet you. But like, I I, I hate to be that guy. Like, I've drove 17 hours up to New Jersey just to set up a ring before and shook the guy's hand, cleaned up everything, and just went home. And I'm like, man, not that that, that he didn't know me anything, and I did that because that's just I just wanted to get in front of the guy, which I appreciate right. that people let me do that. But like, it's a tryout show, so if you like. I, if you want a promoter, I've been left on red so much it's ridiculous, but I think everyone in wrestling has. But, like, I can't make this guy who has probably a 40 to 60-hour-a-week job and a family and other obligations sit down and actually watch my match. I'm not – you know, it's like that's not up to him to watch me wrestle. Like, if I want if I want to wrestle and I want to make sure, then, dude, I put my money where my mouth is because I know what my booking rate is. It's more than 20 bucks, so if I can get in front of someone and get a booking, I'm going to make that money back. That's an investment, and I'm not silly. Right. And then, like, it's just it's, – it's mind-boggled to me, like, how people can just be upset at that. It's like, bro, it's a tryout show. It's a seminar. Like, I will be teaching, but it's not just going to be me there. It's like – which I think really just what pissed people off, but, like, it's going to be me, Logan Creed, and Cabana Mandan – all sitting around watching these matches, critiquing these guys, roasting the seminar. You know, it's like, but like people just are just ill because I don't know if you guys are like into the Alabama scene or not. Well, even kind of like in the South scene, New South's not very popular because back when they first started running, someone thought it would be a good idea to use the tagline "Best in the South" as like a, a marketing thing, and everyone just yeah. gets in their damn feelings. Oh, you think you're the best? You think you're the best? It's like. Well, one, I'm allowed to think my company's the best. You're allowed to think your company's the best. Who cares as long as we're both drawing and whatnot. And it's also just – it's like don't mark out for someone doing like – for someone just, you know, marketing themselves. Like there's a tournament that's like – because New South hosts a tournament, the Haas tournament. And this other tournament put out a tournament, and they're like, best tournament around. Of course. That's awesome. That's great marketing. You can't get mad at that. You'd be mad because they're saying a tagline. But, yeah, like New South just generated some heat from its get-go. And not a lot of people are real fond of uh, fond of them. Yeah. Well, and, and whether it's the, you know, like you say, it's a marketing thing. The best, definitely, New South's really quality wrestling. There's, I don't think there's any question about it. That for for an independent, it's a really high level independent. I did want to ask you, Danny, about the other argument. You, you, you've already kind of addressed this, but the, whether it's you or anyone else running a tryout seminar, the idea of guys paying to try out. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a thing of day. It's just, are you going to put your money where your mouth is? This one kid had an argument where he said, well, why can't you just show and give, you know, the people that are doing it $10 or something? That shouldn't be that bad. It's like, of course, because then I, I would just book everybody. If I'm like, hey, man, why don't you come try out for my show? It's open to anybody, and I'm paying you 10 bucks. That Then anyone's going to do it. It's like, you know the kind of attitude you want someone who is willing to invest in themselves. You don't want, like... I don't know about you guys, but I want someone that's going to be willing to put their money where their mouth is. If you think you're good and you're ready, well, come, let's show me, you know, because I, I would do it in a heartbeat. Like if there's there's promotions out there that if they had a tryout, I would I would be there in a heartbeat. 
you know, but I, like if this is the easy mm-hmm. way when someone's asking, how do you get here? Here's the door. You walk through it or you don't, man. Like it's up to you. And like, it's just like this one kid hit me up. I'm not saying names, but he was like, what if I don't have money? I said, bro, if it's that big a deal to you, if you think you're ready, if you want to be here that bad, I was like, you show up early, you help set up the ring, I'll cover your seminar cost. Because another argument was, it's a money grab to pay for the name. I can go ahead and tell you I guys, d- I and- did think that that I'll, – I'll just speak on for you on that one. When I saw that, that to me was the biggest reach of all. $20. Like, like I, I, at no point did I think this was some money grab. I could make a better argument that Ring of Honor charging $300 is a money grab. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I did not. No I'm, just, I'm, just gonna, I'm not even entertaining that notion. I'm declaring it as well. The idea that they're charging $20 as a, like a, a twirl their mustache, rub their hands together, muhaha thing, I thought was absolutely ridiculous and definitely an overreach and an attempt to just try to make this thing as bad as possible. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, and go ahead. No, I was just going to say, correct me if I'm wrong. You've already got a significant advance sales for Gadsden. You're going to you're going to draw a big big house in that debut. You don't care about whether guys pay. It doesn't matter whether you got some guys coming in yeah. paying twenty bucks or not. Oh man, the venue's amazing. It reminds me of the one Platinum used that one time. The outside venue was it's it's it's, it's completely hmm. breathtaking to be wrestling here. You know, and it's like it's Dan's hometown, and Dan Dan can hustle, and he's out there every day with our our trainees, and we're we're doing it the right way. So our pre-sales have been it's the most we've ever pre-sold to a show. So like I said, we don't need the the money, and if we were bringing in a name, then why couldn't we just do a seminar with the name, you know, and just avoid all this middle ground here? Because you would probably pay us more if it was like a Rhino seminar than you would just a come up and do a tryout show, right? Right. <laughs> that way we would actually bring in money, you know? I got to say something weird. at this point, Larry and Johnny. Like, I came in with all these, I'm going to say preconceived notions, but I was definitely of the mind of, like, I'm standing in the middle, and I wanted to hear Johnny out. And I got fucking no problem with it. <laughs> Which is supposed to shock everybody listening. I'm sure there are people who are vomiting right now. And because I was, I ran through arguments in my head, and then I started beating myself in the arguments. And one of the things that I thought initially was, like, yeah, there should be this some standard of. And then I thought to myself, but who's going to? And I, I think I was arguing with Jeff, and Jeff was helping me by playing the devil's advocate. Like he was going like. He goes, well, what about the notion that it's ridiculous that these guys would be running a seminar? And I went, well, but it depends on who you are and what you're getting out of it. If you're William Huckabee, you you wouldn't get your value out of this seminar. It's not for you. This is for, I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong, Donnie, please. Like, this is for guys. I realized, like, when I was breaking in, I had the good fortune to sort of, like, Hook, hook up with more veteran guys who I wrestled and they took me around. If I didn't have that, how would I have gotten on shows? Like yeah. I, I probably would have been very willing to pay $20 to somebody who was connected to a show that was already doing well in order to be seen if I thought I had the goods. Now, once I was two or three years in my career, it wouldn't have been as much of a value to me. Right. And so like, then it made perfect sense. And I'm like, $20, if the $20 thing is the price point that breaks you, then like you said, and again, you addressed it. It's that's really that big of a deal, but you're so driven that you go out of your way to write and say, I really don't have the money. I didn't imagine for a second you could say, well, fuck you. I think so. Like, I, I just have zero problem with this. And if the problem is, again, what, you're going to mess guys up with the training or the seminar? I just I don't see it happening. Obviously, Logan Creed being there and Cabana Man Dan, who would have a problem with those guys as well? I, I'm, I, I just got to say, Donnie, like, and this shocks me a little bit. I'm completely satisfied. 
I have zero problem. I don't know if Larry, because Larry is just a wizened, angry old man. Maybe Larry <laughs> has thought of something to complain about on this. Larry, I have no complaints about it. I can't even think of something that would even be a p- potential negative, if I'm being honest. Well, I, I have to say, I came in skeptical, but I think any Donnie has effectively refuted any concerns that he had. And it does, it, I, I do say, I will say, it, it makes a difference to me that – you got people like Cabana Man Dan and Logan Creed also there. That adds some weight to it. So yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't have any problem. Maybe we could just uh, like, hey, let's talk about what's going on with Donnie Janella besides this seminar. Absolutely. Oh man, with me, dude. Uh, we're just, I'm just trying to stay, you know, healthy and stay out there. I've been on the pandemic since uh, I was doing really well before, like right before the pandemic happened. I was doing a lot more up northeast with, uh, like, GCW and shows like that. And then the pandemic hit, and all my bookings went to shit. Can I, can I swear here? Yes, you can. Oh, yes. I oh. mean, Stephen Platton's on the show, yes. All my bookings went to shit. And then I was like, man, but New South is like a place where, like, me, my uh, Cabana Man Dan and Dump and uh, Brandon, we're, we call it all kind of hell that ship. And after Alabama, I – going to shoot myself in the foot by saying this but i think they had really lax on their uh their covid restrictions but like we could start running shows with like 30 20 people and then it got up and then it was creaking and then like come to find out like it didn't feel like new south really stopped at all so but with everything opening back up you know i'm starting to warm up that resume so starting to getting it back out trying to get the travel going you know i just had uh had my uh and it was for the New South Triangle Tag the other night that's supposed to debut the uh, on IWTV, which is a, mm-hmm. an amazing platform. If you guys are are uh, interested in like to keeping up with the indie indie scene, oh, the IWTV yeah. is the absolute spot for that. And I'm a uh, debuting the night, yeah. <laughs> we have a weekly show on there called Action Clash. It's an hour TV show every week. We format it. It looks good, man. That's uh had a triangle tax as we air tonight. No, we had Shark Boy. Shark Boy's on here tonight with Cabana Man Dan and Daniel mm-hmm. Perez and Two Fly. That's going to be wild. Shark Boy still has it. I saw that guy. He he gave a seminar. Speaking of seminars, the other week for New South, and that dude, that dude's wild. He still can do it. That's crazy as hell to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I mean, uh, I, you Don, know, I, since you oh, mentioned please, the action class, how do you how do you um, format? Do you cut? You know, cull out those hour shows out of your live shows. You're, you're just regular house yes. shows. How do you, how do you work that? Yes, sir. We uh, we we'll book a a show. We'll put nine to ten matches on it. And we'll split those up depending on time, like and uh, and how we're flowing with our stories and the stuff we want to tell. Uh, we 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 do that. And we'll cut the the live show into hour increments. And then, like, mm-hmm. whatever's left over, say, because you platinum know probably better than anyone, and you too, Larry, wrestlers aren't the best at hitting times. So Correct. Sometimes, sometimes we have to just, you know, take a match or two, put it on YouTube, you know, to give it to give it that, which is weird um, because we do – we have our roster every Tuesday night. We'll go on Twitter and use the, hash and ta- the hashtag Action Clash. And the fans yeah. that watched it live will still go on there and just rewatch it with us because, you know, we're talking along through it and, and tweeting, like, in character, of course, thoughts about the show and whatnot. So it's like you can watch it with your favorite people, man. And it's, it's pretty good. And we have fans from, like, from like all over, like people I don't even know. And I'll go into, like, this past uh, weekend I was in Indiana doing a show called Paradigm. And there was fans there that knew they knew Donnie Janella just from watching Action Clash every week, which I thought was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I, I gotta say, I was really impressed with the uh, New South presence at the uh, WrestleMania week shows. Um, you know, that was my first real exposure. It was the first time I met Cabana Man Dan, and we got along really oh. swimmingly. And um, <laughs> you know, that, it was great to see. It was. I mean, it was, I got to see action. I got to see new stuff. I got to see you know, and uh-huh. then the usual deathmatch madness that I've I've grown to love. And uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, I got, I'll, I'll ask one more harsh question. What the fuck is yeah. going on in Alabama? Like, I mean, pro south, okay. new <laughs> south. I mean, I mean, there's so much animosity there, man. And and I mean, I know like maybe it's not the same from your guys' perspective, but it, there just does seem to be this kind of animus that I think actually hurts as opposed to helps, 
It, does that make sense? I just, I just feel like it's a lot of wasted energy with people being mad at each other. I mean, be, if you want to be mad, be mad at Johnny Slaughter, right? If you want, yeah. if you want to be, and, and I mean, he's the only wrestler that I know will be on time because he'll probably get five to ten. But like beyond that, <laughs> like <laughs> what? I mean, Jeez what's me. going on, man? Because I just feel, especially Pro South, who I mean, I I love Pro South. I do. I went and saw their show, right? Like it's like I'm rooting well, for them, but I just feel like there's so much wasted energy going on. I mean, and if, if I could say one other thing before we hear from Johnny, and, and you, I mean, Johnny, you're a great person to speak on this because you spent considerable time at at Pro South. Yeah, I was trained at Pro South. Yeah. So, okay. Your thoughts? So, uh, other than like Mike Jackson, and well, I don't know if P Dog still wrestles, and maybe Corey Hollis, if you want to count him. Me and Cabana Man Dan are like two of the top professional wrestlers from the state. So, like, there's not an actual wrestling show that's been around in this state that I haven't wrestled on. And, actually, I've done – like, I'm friends with – oh, I don't – more of acquaintances now because apparently this drama in, in, in Alabama is silly, and it all stemmed from that best in the South gimmick. Like, and so, like, they're like, who do they think they are? They ain't the best them, you know? And then, like, it's, well, we do this, we do this. And to tell other people – like, but like when you start competing in wrestling, you have to realize like what are you, how are you competing? Like what are you judging this competition on? Storylines? No one really gives a damn about storylines. Like, if we're talking about the success of a pro wrestling show, like do you draw more? Nobody in Alabama draws more than New South, and I hate to say it that way, but we draw dumbass houses out there. The people in that town really love wrestling. Like. Okay, exposure. Are you guys known outside of your area? You know, and it's like, not really. I mean, like people that aren't into wrestling don't know, but that's all of us. But at least, you know, New South's got an IWTV TV show literally every week. We get our hours at the end of the month. And I'm not sitting there saying New South is the best because there's a lot of shit that we do that's not good. And there's a lot of stuff that these other companies are doing that just whoops our ass in it, you know. But I'm saying, like, they're like as far as developing young talent, like I think that that's something they do tremendously down at Pro South because yeah. it's a it's a starter show. Like people who are just getting their foot in the door, that's a perfect place. They run every Friday. You know, Ace is really good at coaching up people. They've got storylines, they give you live mics, it's perfect. You know? Um as far as uh Johnny Slot BCW hates us. Because there's a bunch of guys. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be kind of hateful. They they hate us because they're run by a bunch of people that can't get booked with us. Like if we're being real, um, yeah. Like a bunch of those guys. A bunch of those guys are just assholes. Like I ain't yeah. trying to be this this like you fucking no one. Charles Anders is the biggest dick I've ever met in my life. Like are you kidding me? Like fuck out of here. Um, but uh, you can put that on the on the episode. Well, but, that was uh, blunt. <laughs> yeah, you know, fuck. he probably feels the same way about me, but oh well. But yeah, like he's he's like, and like, I, okay, this is gonna be so the the reason I start wanted to do this seminar is because like it's in Gadsden, which is exactly where VCW is, and I know they have a bunch of okay. wrestlers out here that are trying to get on at New South, and I was like, hey man, that would be cool to get to help those guys out. And get them to come, and then get them to. But apparently, they're running a show the same day. I don't know, and it makes me seem like an asshole now. But like, I didn't know they're running a show the same day because I don't really keep up with them. Because I mean, for the love of God, they'd have to have some type of popularity for me to know what the hell they're doing over there, and they don't. Mm-hmm. And then, but the slaughter shit comes up, and it's like, you got to be kidding me, man! It's like big Christian bro fucking around with kids. And then everyone's mm-hmm. looking at Alabama like, yeah, that's fucking terrible. I bet all you fucks are like that. And it's like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. This guy's just kind of a piece of shit. Let's just ju- kick, kick him off the island. But when it's time to, like, as of today, there's, like, a, a group chat with, like, all of Alabama's promoters in it, and we're all getting along famously because we're just ready to get Johnny Slaughter the fuck out of the business. But there's yeah. people who are, like, they're clinging to him because it goes like, oh, this is my only way. This is the only dude that's ever going to book me. It's the only way I'm ever going to be in wrestling. It's like, dude, at the end of the day, wrestling don't mean that much when you got kids being abused. Like, get that shit out of here. Like, and, people... and there are 13 shows happening this weekend. And that's, that's probably not all of them, right? Like, the, the, I, I just don't buy the excuse if I can't get booked anywhere, which is why I made the declaration. Like, these promoters just need to get together and just know – not necessarily that we would book anybody who contacted them, but, you know, this understanding of, 
look, I don't want to work for VCW anymore. I'm sure people would be inclined. I know when I was running shows, anybody who'd be, I'll find a way to use you. And it's, and it's a better show, right? Like, I mean, I think we're going to agree yeah. on that. Like, like you're, you're better off at New South. Even if you're having to kind of start from square one with you guys, I would take that over wrestling for the show that's going to have a stink on it. That I don't think the guys understand, though, Donnie, that, like, the stink that you get from something like that, I mean, it'll, hmm. it'll just hang around you forever. I mean, you could get booked wherever, and they would go, like, oh, you, you work for the pedo show. Jesus. You know, like, just I, – I will say this, though. I mean, and I don't know this much about it, but I did hear a lot of negative stuff in general about dump standards. Do you think that that's part of the animus as well, or can I be, is it guys? Can I be real yeah. with you? Yes, dump please. standard or Chris Bradley, aka Dump Standards, is one of my best friends. And can I just okay. be? He, sometimes he can be a son of. He's a bitch. He sometimes I love him to death, but he could be a little asshole sometimes. But then again, it's like for the most part, and this is my experience with it, like. He'll shut the fuck Me and Dan can reel him in. We're like, hey, dude, just quit selling this shit because everyone's wanting to, like, poke at him. And then when he's like, hey, fuck y'all, and it's like, ah, look at this guy. We told you he's a bastard. You know, he's no more of an asshole than I am, to be honest with you. But, like, I mean, people just don't like him because he has to – he was in a situation where he has to tell guys no. Like, if you mm-hmm. look on like, – you look on damn – Every time someone shits on New South, you look and you see three or four guys. Yeah, man, that guy, I hit him up. He never booked me. Fuck him. Like, what do you want to do? He's a he's a fucking promoter, man. Like, at the end of the day, like, I have a list. If that was the case, I'd have a list of promoters I would just fucking hate. Or someone would do something and he would go, hey, man, why aren't you booking me anymore? Well, we don't have the room for you, man. Or to be honest with you, you're not as good as you think you are. Or you cost too much. It's like... Yeah, man, you should book me. Okay, what's your rate? Three hundred bucks. We don't have that in the budget. Wow, man, you're a piece of shit. No, I just can't pay you. Would you rather me tell you I can't pay you, or would you rather me just fucking lie to you, let you come wrestle, and then stiff you, and then there's a, it was a way bigger problem then, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I don't know, man. He he sells it too hard. Like when someone talks shit, he has to reply, and it's just like, and yeah. then it's a whole damn big mess. He's gotten better with just blocking people, which thank fucking Christ. But like, <laughs> he, he he can be a diva, man, and that's the problem. Okay. Everyone else can be a diva too. Yeah, yeah, Larry. I <laughs> I appreciate your honesty and uh, candid candor in this interview. It's been a, it's been it's been a pleasure. Anything else you want to plug before before we uh, move on here? Um, just uh, New South coming up June nineteenth, Gaston, Alabama. Man, tickets ten dollars. Hit up Jason Coleman on Facebook or Cabana Man Dan on any other platform. And my pro wrestling tea store, uh, Donnie Primetime at pro wrestling tees because they won't let me change it to Janela, but we'll get there. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, well, thanks, man. I hope, I, I mean, I hope this is what you wanted it to be as well. I mean, I don't, I let, let me just ask that last question. What was going through your mind when I, I assume Larry reached out to you and was like, come do this thing. Did you think this was going to be like a gotcha or what did you think this was going to be? Just be All honest. my life. Just, like, I want to be, I want to be real. Like, dude, Larry's like a lot of people don't like Larry because Larry says truthful oh, shit. Me either. But I, I, I ain't never had a problem with Larry. I always thought he was, he was a one with me. Uh, I've heard that you're kind of an asshole, Steve. Hmm. So I was like, damn, man, they're going to get up me on there and just try to flame my ass, dude. I was like, fuck it, who cares? Because at the end of the day, I'm pretty sure, like like you said, I had sensible arguments. Like, okay, if you don't want to take the seminar, well, don't take the seminar, man. It's like, cool. And I'm not putting a gun to your damn head. You don't want to work for New South, don't work for New South. You hate dump, hate dog. I don't really don't give a damn. Like, you know, at the end of the day, it is what it is, man. So I'm, I actually – Thoroughly enjoyed this and would love to see if, like, you know, we could set something up in the future, maybe when we don't have to talk about seminars or pedophiles. Ah, oh, that would be good. I'm off for or, that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool, man. I appreciate you being on, and um, I have very little doubt that uh, you guys are going to continue to have success. And uh, I guess if I had to have a wish, my wish would be, that you guys and pro South, and I mean, I'm not assigning blame on who hates who more and all this kind of nonsense. I would just want that to just be 
dot because I think it's both groups that are serving different purposes but are advancing the cause in Alabama, and I think it's pretty clear who is not. <laughs> and so yeah. at this point, I would just love for the good to continue to thrive and the cancer to be cut out, and I think that we're going through that yeah. process, so that's great. And we can get back to Gary Lamb hating us all. Oh, that'll be wonderful. That bitch, will take my, if that bitch will take my bed. We'll see what's going on. I'm going to let you take my bed. So, anyways, thank you so much, Donnie. Thanks, Hi. Donnie. Goodbye, guys. No problem. Take care. Thank you. Larry. Um, Sir. How, how surprised were you? Um, I will say that I was very surprised. Were you very surprised as well? But you're smarter than me, so maybe it was exactly what you thought it would be. What's your thoughts? I, w- I w- was surprised by his just, as I said, his candor and non-defensive uh, uh, responses to what was being brought up. You know, so I'm thinking, hey, that's asked and answered. You know. Um, yeah. I, I saw. I had no problem with it. P.S. people who are going to be on Tipping Point or whatever in the future, there are guests that handle themselves very well. And I, I can name I, – and there are others, so people don't get butthurt. But I can think of some of my favorite guests that we had, and it's the people who were really honest. Um, it's, it's Donnie Janela. Um, I think William Huckabee is a dynamite guest because that's a guy who just shoots from the hip. I thought Ron Amy was great for that same reason, where he's just like, I'm just going to tell you what I think about stuff, right? One of the best ever, Ron Nolan And Nolan Edward. I I mean, it was one of those that the interview was so good, you could inevitably see stardom for that kid. Because it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, my God, just get this kid out there. Um, And so do yourself a favor – when you, there's nothing to be afraid of on Tipping Point. There really isn't, unless you've got something to be afraid of. <laughs> but if you're, some, if you're somebody who is legit, and I'm not saying, like, never make a mistake. I'm just saying if you're coming from a place that is earnest and a place that where you're trying to contribute and while trying to make your career, Larry and I, our intent is to never ambush somebody, slit their throat, and dump them in the water. Right. Our intent is to like illuminate and give you a chance to state your position in a public forum that a lot of people in the area listen to. And I think Donnie acquitted himself nicely. That doesn't mean I think that Huck is wrong. I think Huck came from a place of I want to watch out for the guys. That's Huck's Mm -hmm. place. And I think that his heart is in the right place. But I think once the devil is in the details and I think once you start assigning Arbitrary years, 15. I mean, by all standards, I don't think anybody, even people who despise me, would say that I had no right to train anybody, that I had no right to run a show. But you know what? People did say that, Larry, right? Like 30 is too young and blah, blah, blah. It has nothing to do, and this is just the last point I want to make as far as the teaching thing and seminar thing go. It has nothing to do with years in the business. And it has everything to do with who has a teacher's instinct and a teacher's desire. And are you telling me that AJ Styles year four flipping around on a Friday show on Wild Side that you wouldn't have wanted to be trained by that guy? <laughs> I remember people ripped me because I had Rich Swan running a seminar. One, yeah, Rich Swan was the name, but I'm there as well, right? And then anybody who came to that seminar got to be seen by Rich Swan, who immediately signed with the WWE. Could that be the reason I brought him in, oh boy? Right? Like, <laughs> wrestling is about connections, not gray hairs in your freaking hair when it comes to this thing. And I think the, and if you're trying to get into New South, if you're at that level of the game, $20 to get a genuine look, it honestly, I don't have a problem with it whatsoever. Yeah, and, and yeah. just to go back to one thing that where Huck was coming from, are there yeah. rip-off artists out there in wrestling doing this kind of stuff? Absolutely. Sure there are, but, mm-hmm. but that's, not what, that's not what this is. Right. And there are rip-off artists, and you know what? I'm thrilled to call them out. And again, I think it's one of these things where 
it's the similar phenomenon to me, Larry, of people remember when things were worse and they apply that mentality to now. Like the truth is violent crime statistics, for example, are way down in that they were 20, 30 years ago, right? Way down. There's just no denying that. And I think we're at a place in wrestling where promoters who are true scumbags are of a much smaller percentage than it used to be. I think we're at a place where where the seminars that are nothing more than money scams are much less than they used to be, but people have their neck up, and rightfully so, because they don't want that to happen. When's the last time we had one of these show stories about they had all these names booked and the promoter's trying to run out the door? I mean, people talk about those kind of things all the time. When's the last time it's happened in the Southeast? Let's be real. It's been years, right, since we had one yeah, of these that... great stories and then Paul Orndorff kicked him in the face. Like, we haven't had one of these shows happen in years. Yeah, so, that show I down think... in South Georgia, but that's, that's a, like you're saying, that's a number of years ago. No, I think, no, I think that... That element, there's things, there's carny elements of wrestling that I really miss. That's not one of mm. them, and that element has seemed has been dissipated greatly over the last twenty years for sure. Yeah, so I think, but I will say this again: Huck and I have gone round and round more than just about anybody. I mean, Huck and I are Ali Frazier, right? Like, but at the same time, we're both boxers. <laughs> we're, we're both boxers in the camp of you're not going to fuck up wrestling under our watch and so in, in no way do I think was Huck was trying to clout chase or anything like that that I heard people say that's bullshit I do think in, for the most part he was wrong but I would never say that his intent wasn't pure and for God's sakes we're better off with William Huckabees than without them here, here. But, but Donnie Janela, good for you, bro. I'll say that too. So. Before we go, I'm curious, sir. Are you going to be you, you've you've taken a little uh, come up for air here and, and and stopped reviewing like hours upon hours of wrestling for for just a wee bit here. Are you going to resume that kind of schedule? Or are you are you going to be slowing like slowing it down on on the number of reviews you're doing? Um, I am reviewing a Lamar Diggs match that I was paid to review. I am doing Raw. I am, the, the short answer is by tomorrow, I will be caught up, which means oh, I'm going to have to knock out a bunch of videos. I mean, but I did watch Raw. I did watch that Raw. Believe me, Larry, if I put in the time to watch that piece of shit Raw, that thing got me angry. It was so bad. But then you know bad. what? Elevation was, like, inverse proportion was the best one they've done, which uh-huh. brings me right back. And so, no, the answer is, even with my friend in town, and I got my kids, and we're just, we are having a raucous good time. But uh, I'm going to knock out a bunch of videos tonight and tomorrow and be caught up. And, and there's a whole bunch of Patreon stuff to talk about as well, thanks to all the madness going on. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to be caught up, and then I'm going to be back on my shit and reviewing every show, including Raw. If, put it this way. If you see a Raw thing, you're going to see the rest of them. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> enjoy, uh, enjoy No Peace. I don't know where I'm going to be, but i got to be somewhere this weekend with 13 shows. I'm not sure exactly um, what who, that's going to look like. Who are, the, who, are the, who, are the, who are the majors running? I mean, I, I know um, Shindig isn't for isn't this weekend, no, but the weekend that's after. So right? Southern Honors hey, clearly I'm, happened. So is, is Action coming up? Action and Nope. Yeah. Action moved this time. They're running towards the end of the month. They're not running until the 25th. Okay. So it's WrestleMerica, Viral Pro, KLT. Oh, viral. Mm-hmm. Pro South, uh, PCW, and then like we'll have to listen to Rob Rod's report on who all these other ones are. Oh, um, Renegade will be back. Yes. So those are the ones that are off the top of my head. I know the ring, but obviously I'm missing half of them. Yes, that's right. Viral's back, and so Charles yep. will have a report on that, which is great. I'm sure Rob will pick a couple of shows to go to, and uh, and then Larry will grace one with his presence. Maybe with his doll Lily. 
that'll be good television. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rob Rod's going to oh. be at West Georgia. He because they're doing a, a there's a, a match particular match he wants to see there, I believe. So he's going to be he's he said for Saturday at least he's going to be at that at West Georgia wrestling. So Hopefully. we'll see. Awesome. Well, thank you to Donnie Janella. Um, mm-hmm. Our guests in two weeks, tentatively. Can I can I say it? Yeah, um, I'm assuming we. If, if they're not here in two weeks, then they're going to be here at some point soon. If it's they're booked, so if it's not in two weeks, they're definitely going to be on this show. Tank and Reverend Dan, who are getting. I mean, did anybody get more out of WrestleMania week than those guys, Larry? Mm. I mean. Talk, just knocking it out of the park, knocking it out of the park. They're going to now show up at Southern Honor. We've got a lot to talk about. We've got the man who coined the term, if not invented it, shitbird. Tank is going to be here. Reverend Dan's going to be here. And between us four old folks, we're going to have a good damn time. What, one <laughs> last thing on that. Who thought you'd see Tank and Dan Wilson traveling in 2021 to other states and stuff? That's mind-boggling to me, but it's going to happen. Not just traveling to another state. Larry, they're going to be in Jersey. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going up, and i I got to find a way to get to that Buds on Boardwalk. i got to. i, I got to see Tank against John Wayne Murdoch. What is 2021? I'll tell you, it was everything 2020 was not, and thank goodness for that. <laughs> <laughs> In any case, Larry, a lot of fun, and uh, I thought Donnie acquitted himself very nicely, um, and all kinds of crazy stuff going on, and where are you going to read about it? GWH, newsandnotes.blogspot.com. And Larry, I also have another idea for the next show. You want to hear it? Yeah, do it. Shoot. We're at the halfway point of the year as of the next show, and that means I think we, we need to do a little heat check who are winning for the awards so far this year. That's always a fun one. We'll be at the halfway point. Okay. That works. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, for Larry Goodman, I'm Stephen Platinum. Thank you to Donnie Janela. Sorry sorry we couldn't talk to Owen Knight, but we will definitely talk to him in the future. Yes, he did message and apologize, and we're just going to have to reschedule. We just couldn't make it work. It's going to be too late. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We're gonna make that work because Owen Knight, he's a, he's he's one of them cats that's just up and coming. I mean, he's coming on, he's getting the career that he deserves, and we definitely want to talk to him in the middle of that maelstrom. So, for Larry Goodman, I'm Stephen Platinum. Thank you for joining us once again on the Tipping Point. We thank you for listening to this broadcast, a production brought to you by the GWH Radio Network. Stay tuned to GeorgiaWrestlingHistory.com for the latest information on upcoming events and more. As always, we thank you for your continued support.